You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, beautiful people I love. I hope you all are having a really, really great day. It is already September. Like this year is just like zooming by, right? I personally feel like September is just a month of suddenlies, you know, of collapsing time frames. I've really been thinking a lot about time frames, and y'all know I be consulting with my guy God, and my guy God was talking to me about time frames and how certain things that I haven't seen in my life have been because of my preconceived notions about time frames. So let me put it this way. There are certain time frames that we know that are put in place because it's just what makes sense. So if you think about the gestation of a baby, right? 40 weeks is the gestation period for a baby to be born and be properly healthy. Can a baby born sooner than that survive? Absolutely, but the chances are greater for complications. But then there are some timelines and time frames that we just accept because of our limited beliefs or because we're just so used to being in a place of longing that it, we just kind of look for, okay, when this happens. So for example, for everybody that's about to get their eating right, right, you, you're about to start this on Monday instead of today. Or if you think about revenue goals, you think about revenue goals like, okay, my business is going to make this month for the month or my business is going to make this month for the year. So when I was talking to God about that, why can't your yearly revenue be accomplished in three and a half months, so to speak? Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's just like we have this time frame of how long something should take, and it's not necessarily the case. I could last the time frame when I closed on a house in two weeks when most lenders, it would have taken them 30 to 45 days, and I was moved in, in less than two and a half weeks from the time that I actually saw the property collapsing a time frame. And so if you are familiar with Parkinson's law, Parkinson's law usually is referring to work, but it says that work will take up the time that you give it. So if you give yourself two weeks to do something, more than likely it's going to take you two weeks to get it done. But conversely, if you had two days to get something done. In many instances, you could figure it out as well, right? So I can remember Steve Jobs saying, never give yourself more time than it takes to get a thing done. And, and I think that's really in referring to Parkinson's law. So I've just really been thinking about time frames and collapsing time frames, but I've also uh, started a study again of the book Thinking Grow Rich. So the funny thing about the house that I moved into is that the seller left everything behind, minus the picture and two books. But down to the candles and books and everything else, we read the same thing. So Thinking Grow Rich is one of the books that was there, and I was like, oh, what a perfect time to start this over again, right? 
So I'm not reading it. I'm studying it because the operative thing in thinking grow rich is growing, right? You know, after the introduction, the first chapter is on desire and about how having a burning desire is just like really necessary for the achievement of anything, right? And I was just really giving some thought to this whole thing about desire. And so the other thing that I realized is that you teach the things you need to teach. You you get to, you should consider teaching the things that you need to learn the most because, you know, then they stick with you, right? So I'm going to teach this as I'm going through this again. And so I was really thinking about desire, desire as it relates to thinking grow rich and our desires, period, right? So first, let's let's talk about desires in the biblical sense, one of the perspectives of desire. There is a scripture in Psalm 37 and 4. It's one of my favorites. And it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart, right? So that word delight is almost like making yourself pliable, opening your heart, surrendering your heart to the Lord. And then it's almost like he's ascribing to you or giving you what to want, right? So you can posture your heart before God and it's so tender and it's so pliable that he's literally giving you what to want or allowing your desires to be regulated. Because some of our desires can be the source of our discontentment because they are distractions. And I think it's because they stem from a different source. They can stem from envy or jealousy or ego or lust or all kinds of different places. And so this scripture says, when you surrender your heart to God, right, then your desires, it's like he'll give you what to want. So my constant prayer is like, I want to want what you want for me, right? Because if I'm desiring things that are outside of what you want for me, then I'm going to be discontent and it's going to be fueling me in a way that robs me of peace and robs me of contentment. And if you if you look at the way a lot of people navigate through life, they don't have inner peace and contentment because their peace and contentment rests upon something outside of themselves, right? It rests upon when this happens, when I do this, when I get here. And so your desires, if they are not regulated, can really be a place, a source of discontentment. So I wanted to start with that because your desires can drive you crazy, right? Now, conversely, okay, follow me here. I think that there are times when we have unshakable desires and some of those unshakable desires are also because it's something that God has placed down in your heart. Like there are things that have been in my heart that made no sense to my mind and I just couldn't shake it no matter what I did or how hard I tried. And I'm like, okay, This is one of these God-shaped desires because this thing is in my heart and it makes no sense to my mind, right? And so I've had that as well. So just to put that into some perspective. So let's talk about desire as it relates to think and grow rich. And so he gives these, I think it's one, two, three, six principles to achieve any desire. And while he's talking about money, I think you can put X in the in in the box so to speak right and whatever it is that you desire 
So he's speaking about money and he's saying, number one, fix in your mind the exact amount of money you desire. And so for all y'all people that, you know, speak right in ambiguous terms, it's like, I want more money. I want I want to see increase. I want to see abundance. What does that look like in practical terms? So if you want here's the thing you have to understand. For God, your $2,000, your $20,000, no $200,000, there's no big or little in God. It's only in your, 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 the power that works in you, which is your faith, right? So there's no big or no little. So to one person, $2,000 is a whole lot. To another person, $200,000 or $2 million is where they are. It doesn't really matter. This is unique to you. So fix in your mind the exact amount of money that you desire, okay? Let's let's get that. Then the second part of that is this is this is where a lot of secret law of attraction manifestors miss it. Determine exactly what you intend to give in return for the money you desire. So for our scarcity and poverty-minded people, a lot of times there is this something-for-nothing mentality that skips over this step. For every effect that you see, so money, there is a cause that is put in place. So what are you going to give in return for the money that you desire? I am going to teach. I am going to give coaching services. I am going to develop people. Do you see what I'm saying? I am going to offer this. You don't have to know all of the hows and all of the X, Y, all of the specifics, but what are you going to give in return for the money that you desire? What cause are you going to put in place for the effect, which is the money that you desire? Let's be clear because this something for nothing mentality has robbed so many people. Okay, here's another, number three. Establish a definite date when you intend to possess the money you desire. A definite date. So if it's next week, if it's next month, if it's next year, that's that's not definite. Next week is like, September 10th, 2022, or, you know, December 31st, 2022, or January 4th, 2023, like whatever that looks like, right? You have to determine what date you intend to possess the money that you desire. Number four, create a definite plan for carrying out your desire and begin at once, whether you are ready or not, to put this plan into action. And if I can be honest, well, I can, I am. This has been, this used to be one of my biggest crippling things is that I did not feel like I was ready to put plans into action because I didn't feel like I knew enough. I didn't, I felt like I needed another course, another step, like there was another thing missing. Create a definite plan for carrying out your desire and begin at once, whether you are ready or not to put this plan into action. Whether you only have one step's step or whether you have 10 steps, right? You only and always need the next step. So what step 
do you need to take right now to get you to what's next? Do that, create, if that's the only thing in your plan, then write out that step, take that step, and I guarantee you, you are going to get the other one because your mind will trick you out of this because remember, your subconscious mind does not want you to have the thing that you desire most, right? Your subconscious mind is to keep you safe and to keep you locked into patterns of familiarity and patterns of predictability. And so anything that you, when you are getting the thing that you are desiring most, you're moving into uncharted territory, you're moving into uncertainty, and you are going to wreak havoc on your subconscious mind. So don't be surprised when your mind starts telling you all of the reasons why you can't have it, all the reasons why you shouldn't have it, all the times this failed, the last time when you tried to go in this direction. Listen, thank your subconscious mind for its doing its job and keeping you safe and protecting the inner you. But the Bible says that when I was a child, I I spoke like one and I thought like one, right? You had a childish understanding, but now we need the adult you to step into the driver's seat and just, you know, console the child. I got you, Latish. I got you, girl. I got this, okay? Thank you for sending the alarm, sounding the alarm and, and sending the memo, but I got you because... It's going, it's not if it's going to surface, it's when it's going to surface, okay? So we move at once. It's why Tony Robbins teaches about taking massive action because you need to act your way into a new way of thinking. You'll never think your way into a new way of being, okay? So number five, write out a clear, concise statement of the amount of money you intend to acquire or the blank you intend to acquire. Name the time limit for its acquisition, state what you intend to give in return for the money, and describe clearly the plan or the step through which you intend to accumulate it, right? So we have these four steps and now we are writing them down. There is something that happens when you write things out with your hand, okay? So write it out, a clear, concise statement that any anybody can understand. So this is going to be desire for dummies, okay? Now, the number six, the last step, read your written statement aloud twice daily. Why is that important? Because faith comes by hearing. So number one, no, number one, faith comes by hearing, right? So whatever you hear repeatedly, you will believe. You are starting to reprogram your subconscious mind. And when you put things into your subconscious mind, your subconscious mind tries to carry things out. That's just the way that we're wired. So read your statement aloud twice daily, once just before retiring at night and once after arising in the morning. So things don't go wrong. They're starting wrong. They start wrong. So you are starting your day with your statement, with your declaration. Okay, I'm not a, a, everybody is a a fan of affirmations. I'm a fan of declarations. The Bible says that I can decree a thing and I can see it established. And so I can use the power and the authority of my words to make declarations over my life. So I can declare this in the morning when I wake up, right? Before all of the other stuff tries to grab hold of my mind. And I can also seal my day and my night by making this declaration before I get my rest. Do you see Do you see what I'm saying? And so read your written statement aloud twice daily, once just before retiring at night and once after arising in the morning, okay? As you read, see and feel and believe your possession 
of the money. As you read, see and feel and believe your possession of the money. Now listen, let me help y'all understand something. Some of this stuff, your unbelief in this is going to surface. Here's a prayer for you. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Because you you can have two coexisting realities. Two things can be true at the same time. God, I believe. Help the part of me that does not right? Because there is a part of you that is attached to this this world and your senses and the things that you see. But then there's also your higher self and the spiritual part of you that is connected to God and that will bypass that, right? And so you can have two completely different realities that coexist. So I'm I'm trying to help y'all here because, you know, Letitia 5.0 is approaching and... Listen, I want to see as many people live with the desires of their heart as is possible. I may not ever meet you. I still want you to have the desires of your heart, okay? I still want to be a vessel through who God's wisdom can flow. And something that I say inspires your heart. Something that I say inspires your dreams, resurrects your dreams, the things that you've allowed to die in you, right? As long as you are not dead, those things can be resurrected. Listen, I'm a firm believer that there is something in each and every one of us that is a God-sized desire or a God-sized dream. And a lot of times life and circumstances have simply robbed us of it, right? And all I'm saying is you're not too old. It's not too late. As long as you have life in you, let's get into it, okay? So here's the other thing. So y'all got the six-part formula. Let me know how this goes for you. I'm not telling you to do anything that I'm not going to do. But let me tell you how I'm taking this a step further, okay? I am not playing around with my mind. So there is an app called I Am. And on the app called I Am, you can record, they say affirmations, you can record your own declarations about career, love, money, health, all of those things. So in addition to I used to do this all the time and then I stopped, right? So you have to stop stopping yourself. But in addition to saying this aloud at night, guess what I'll play? I'll play my I am declarations as I sleep so that these things are going into my subconscious mind as I sleep. They don't have to be loud, right? But I used to do this. And so just think if I'm resting for seven hours and just it's on a loop and it's playing over and over and over, the things that I'm declaring about my love, about my life, about my health, about my family, about my business, that is what is going into my mind instead of what's popping up on TV or something else, right? And so I'm consciously choosing to create the frame of mind that is necessary for what it is that I desire. Y'all know I'm extra, so you don't have to do everything that I do, but I'm into it, right? I'm all into this. So here's the other thing. I was actually uh, in a in a, in a teaching, if you will, by someone that I used to coach with, and he was actually also talking about desire, right? And he was talking about how The word desire means of the Father. And a lot of us, we 
think that we don't know what it is that we actually want, but I'm almost willing to believe that somebody has talked us out of our desires, right? Somebody close to us, probably somebody in the family, probably a parent or some other mindset that's just hovering over us or that it exists within us, rises up to tell us what we cannot be or do or have. And so if desire, one of the meanings of the word of desire is of the Father, again, it's just going back to what I said earlier about connecting to your desire, right? And what happens is most of us don't pay attention or we're not taught to pay attention to that, to the direction of our desires. We're taught to behave. We're taught to conform. We're taught not how to think, but we're taught what to think, right? And so a lot of times our beliefs and our values are based on something or someone other than us. But if you ask God, if you pray that your desires are regulated or if you surrender your heart, I'm not even talking about religion, okay? I, I, I Listen, that's, 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 that's not my circus, not my monkey with y'all. But what I'm saying is that if you surrender your heart and really tap into your desires, you will get such a clear vision of what it is that you want. But what happens is, if there are other authorities over your mind and heart, it will crowd out your own desire. Do you know what I mean? And so you have to listen inside of yourself for what it is that you desire. You gotta listen. My desires... When I actually allowed it to come, I was like, I can always go within and find my blueprint. I can always go within forever and ever and ever. I was looking outside of myself for a blueprint, for a model, for everything that I needed. And I had everything that I needed on the inside of me in the form of my desire. But I had to crowd out all of the noise. I had to tune out all of the other things, all of the distractions, so that I could tap into my desire. Because in my desire, there was direction, right? There was direction within my desires. And so who is the authority over your mind and heart? Because if there is an authority over your mind and heart other than your own pure desire, you are going to be living out somebody else's life. So you will die and not have lived your own life, but living out somebody else's vision and desire for your life. And you know what will happen? You will be suppressed and repressed and just never feel the freedom of being you. Never feel the freedom of living the life that God desired, living the dream that God had for you, right? And so people always say, oh, let God's will be done. That sounds real good, but I don't think God's will is ever done because we've been conditioned to believe way smaller than anything God would desire for us. Let me tell you what I pay attention to. When I desire something and I pray for it and I move in it, God always does more than I asked or thought. That's how I know it's the God thing. As big as I can think, dream, desire, God always does more than I ask or thought, right? So there is no big or little in the mind of God. It's big or little in the mind of us and what we've been conditioned to believe is possible. So let's think about this. Once we've gotten 
our desires, and you, you, you know what I'm saying? They're, 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 they're in a pure place, right? They're coming from a pure place. Once we've, we've gotten that, that settled, you can trust your desire. I trust what's in my heart because I trust the spirit in me to continue regulating me. I trust the spirit in me that even if I veer off track to bring me back on track, right? So a part of that is learning to trust yourself. And so I trust my desires. I trust my desires to lead me. I trust my desires to guide me. And I trust that I can handle my desires as well. I trust my des- that my desires are the blueprint. If I ever feel lost or disconnected, I don't need to go with that. I can go within to what's in my heart. Does that make sense? And so you were not put here to just live. I mean, to just exist and to just idly go along and look at everybody else and just be like, well, you know, at the appointed time or if it's the Lord's will, it's the Lord's will that you should prosper. It's the Lord's will that you should have the thing that is in your heart, that has been placed in your heart by him. It's in his will. It's in his, he desires to give good gifts to his children, right? And so we are God's children. So we have allowed a life and settled for lives that we've been taught to believe that we needed to Accept, And that's just not the case with God. Let me tell you, I really believe that a part of my purpose and a part of my daughter's purpose was to defy the odds, was to do the opposite of whatever people say it wasn't possible. So when somebody tells me that something can be done, I'm like, bet. Okay, challenge accepted. I've always been that way. People call it rebellious, whatever, defiant. It's whatever. Because when I have in my heart that something is possible, that desire, that belief, you cannot tell me that it is not possible. And I've seen it time and time and time and time again. If you don't have this kind of faith, the Bible says find someone whose faith you can follow. Follow the faith of someone who you see results constantly being produced in their life, right? I didn't say follow I'm not telling you to to covet or desire what other people are doing, but you see people around you and you you see that like, you know what? Things always work out for them. I'm not saying it's me, but I'm saying if you don't have the faith, if you haven't cultivated that kind of faith, find someone whose faith you can follow. I promise you, you're just not designed. You are just not designed to just live a lackluster life and die. You just live a lackluster life of hardship, heartache, pain. That's all you know. And then you die. You live that way because you believe that's how you're supposed to live and because you tolerate it. What I am telling you is that you can change your toleration point. When God shows me what he desires for me and I look at what it is that what what I thought was something big, it's like, a kiddie pool versus the ocean, okay? I'm just like, dang. And so I'm like, you know what? God, you show me. Show me through your lenses. And and, God, and the things God show me, they always feel way too big. It always feels like I'm not ready. It always feels like I can never do that. But I understand that we co-create. I understand when I, that when I move in faith in the direction of what it is that you're showing me, that you always meet me. You meet me where I am, but you've also already gone before me to make this possible. And I'm just on this, this this journey of juicy twists and turns, trusting that you are with me and that I can handle it. I'm telling y'all, these desires, 
It's time to see these desires come out of your little journal, out of your notebook, out of your prayer closet, and into real life. Desires are designed to be materialized and seen, okay? As long as your desires are not a distraction, listen, here's the last thing I'm going to say about that, and it's the first thing that I said about it, right? Anything outside of you that is responsible for your contentment and your happiness and your peace, you make that your Lord. Do you understand? But desiring God's desires puts everything else in perspective. So it's not that we can't have any of these things. It's just that they're not designed to have us. So I'm about to use a word here. I don't know if it's real or made something I made up. But when you perspectivize your desires, you can release the attachment to the outcomes, to the hows, to the this and to the that. Then you can just be fluid and flow knowing that they will materialize and you will continually get God's best. I love each and every one of y'all. Put them six steps in place. Let me know how it goes. More on the principles of thinking grow rich coming. Okay. Have a beautiful rest of your day.